0: It's a fundamental shift that must occur in every coach in order to build a prosperous coaching life. Yes, the shift such as the impact. It really is the shift that will open up the path to a prosperous coaching life for you. Coaching Life podcast, where we peel back the bull crap and brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. In this solo episode, I'm going to speak to what is perhaps the most asked question I see and hear from other coaches. I'm also going to explore five fundamental elements of a prosperous coaching life that will help you when entertaining a version of that question. So I encourage you to get a pen and paper or whatever method you use to create notes. The question is, how do I find and connect with people who may want to hire me? It's really a version of the question, how do I create clients or how do I build a client base and a coaching business? And as with most questions like this, it's tempting to dive straight into a how-style answer. What is it that you actually can do? What action can you take to get people to hire you, to get people to put money into your bank account? The first answer that comes to mind when I see this question is often without desperation. (laughs) In true coaching fashion, it's important to notice the energy from which the question is being asked. Most who ask this question do so with some form of desperation. As an example, there's uh, often the energy of impatience when somebody asks this question. They want this to happen now. This question is asked in a number of ways. How do I approach people? How do I connect people? How do I share what I do? How do I sell? How do I get people to work with me? How do I get people to understand what they can get from working with me? As I said, I'm going to talk to this theme of questions, if you like, in the context of the five fundamental elements of building a prosperous coaching life that are at the core of coaching life unleashed which is my one-to-one intimate mentoring program for coaches i'm sure i'll be mentioning this again as we go along i'll perhaps share more details of that later you know i've observed and i've tweaked and i've worked with these five fundamental elements during my 17 or now 18 years being a professional coach um, and while I did start coaching people around 30, very 20, 2023, 32 years ago, during my corporate leadership roles, I'm going to talk about these elements very much in the context of building a coaching practice. Although I have to say they are definitely applicable to anyone building a service based business and indeed are applicable to other aspects of life, too. So in summary, the five fundamental elements of building a prosperous coaching life are inspiration, action, connection, impact, and income. They're deliberately in this order, and yes, income is deliberately last, since it is dependent upon all preceding elements. Yet... So many coaches that I've had conversations with over the last decade or so when starting out, having come as their highest priority. Let's dive in and start with the first element. Inspiration. What is inspiration and why is it the number one foundational element here? Let's look at its etymology. The word inspire okay. I'm not gonna actually gonna I'm not actually gonna attempt to pronounce its Latin source. Okay, you can look that up for yourself. <laughs> but essentially, the Latin word for inspire means to breathe or blow into, to give life to. And The word was originally used in relation to a divine or supernatural being in in the sense of to impart a truth or idea to someone. And I find that interesting. as coaching, to me, seems to be all about helping our clients come alive with what is true for them. And that is the role of inspiration here. I think most of us would agree what inspiration feels like It is more than an aliveness, and for the purpose of this exploration, I'm going to encourage you to look deeply into what inspiration is for you. What inspires you about coaching, about people, about the work you want to do? I encourage you to look deeply into that. What is your truth, if you like, in quotes? What's in your heart? What is it you would love for other people? For me, this is so easy. And even just starting to think about it now, I feel the energy rising in me. I, I love being with people in possibility, irrespective of how they show up, however desperate their situation might feel to them now, regardless of their relationships or their businesses, their work or stuff going on in their teams, gosh, I'm excited at the possibility of the person in front of me seeing something new that helps them, helps them live more in touch with their heart, to live more in alignment with uh, their true self. Um, And yeah, I don't mean their spiritual aspect of their being although I don't exclude that either but I mean like their true character who they came here to be and for them to see that for them to see that the impact that can have on their personal relationships on their business on their professional relationships on on their prosperity on their lives I, I'm <laughs> I'm excited and blessed to be able to be with people and have them get deeply in touch with what they really want to realize that realize make real to realize who they are beyond all their conditioning that they've been subjected to by their parents or their schooling and and by society I, i i'm i'm inspired and excited by what happens when people's relationship with themselves shifts when they change their relationship with being human that is the essence of my signature coaching program, Loving Being Human. I could could talk, literally I could talk about this for days. I'm astounded by the possibilities that people see and connect with in our conversations and what happens when they also connect with the inevitability of creating what they want. Inspiration is number one here to ensure that you come from this place in all other aspects of creating and living A Prosperous Coaching Life. When you're inspired, you're energised by your deepest desires rather than your fears. You might say the source of your energy is Source, with a capital S. Especially if if you've discovered that coaching, or whatever you want to call it, that you do, is what you are here to do. In Coaching Life Unleash, we explore this in depth. What is it about coaching that has you come alive? And uh, being an intimate personal program, we're also able to help you see where those fears and compensating strategies come into play. This is something that must be part of the work every coach does with themselves and with their own coach to get clear on what inspiration truly is for them. It is the driving force behind what you do. And the energy of inspiration very naturally feeds into fundamental element number two. Action, taking inspired action is going to get you very different results to taking action from fear. Actions taken from fear are either in order to avoid something or compensate for something, often to compensate for some perceived inadequacy. And this awareness has been incredibly profound for me, the awareness of taking action as a compensating strategy for a perceived inadequacy. This is also where the shift comes into play. I refer to it in Coaching Life Unleashed as the shift. It's a fundamental shift that must occur in every coach in order to build a prosperous coaching life. Yes, the shift, such as the impact. It really is the shift that will open up the path to a prosperous coaching life for you. It affects all five fundamental elements, inspiration, action, connection, impact and income. It's the shift from you to your clients, the shift from self to service. It's the shift of getting out of your world into your client's world. It's an awareness of where your focus is. Is it on you or your clients we have touched on this before really in inspiration but are you inspired by the possibility for you or your clients and and that's not to say don't be inspired by what's possible for you good grief however your clients won't care about that they won't connect with that except uh, okay except coaches i'll come back to that in connection But the shift from self to service will be the biggest factor in even answering the original questions posed at the beginning of this podcast episode here. When your focus is on service rather than self, it's much more obvious, much easier to see what inspired action to take that will have you create clients. I've seen this question posed a few times in various coaching communities why is it that coaches struggle to build a sustainable business or a sustainable coaching practice? And my answer is always the same. Self-obsession. Self-obsession keeps you from all the clients you want. And that might sound harsh, but the self is a very natural human trait. This self-obsession is a natural human trait. It's actually not something for you to overcome. It's something to be aware of. Of course, in my own life, I've had periods of self-obsession. As I say, it is a natural human trait. Let's get honest. I am the most important person in my life. Anything else is a lie. But generally, my focus is not there. Except... When it is like everyone else, I experience disruption in my life, and uh, sometimes, very often, that's self inflicted by traveling. Um, In the past, it's been relationship stuff. We all have personal stuff in life that calls our attention, that needs our attention. And really, I I can speak to this subject. I've much much experience and awareness of this I'm, I'm generally super inspired by this work and by what's possible for my clients i'm prolific in the work i do to connect with people i'm a natural connector i've been having coaching conversations as i mentioned earlier for well over 30 years and gosh i've worked with some amazing clients one-on-one and and in organizations i've run workshops in the USA, in UK and across Asia. And I've had times when it has felt like I've fallen out of love with the profession. But what's actually happened is I've fallen out of love. I've fallen out of the energy of love. Generally because of some other stuff going on in my life, which has been a distraction. You know, that's the stuff that affects me. <laughs> the me, the self. And so my focus during those times in the past has become on me very naturally rather than on my clients or I probably should say on my future clients because even when I've had stuff going on, I've generally managed to maintain my work with my existing clientele. In the last few years, yeah, I've got much more focused on creating what I want and not participating in what I don't want. So in a way, I've become more loving and less tolerant. Uh, I I find that quite amusing. So it is important that we take care of ourselves and our own lives so that it doesn't become a distraction for us. I've had a few coaches come to me um, over the last decade or so who have wanted to create more clients and create more income and they've had stuff going on in their lives that has been such a distraction for them. So we must nurture an environment which enables us to be focused or even obsessed about our clients rather than dealing with stuff that we have going on ourselves. That's one form of self-obsession, very much circumstantial and realistically, it's about your support system and your environment. The second form of self-obsession that I want to highlight here that impacts action, it's the one we are most impacted by and is most impacted by the shift. It's being obsessed with the self, or not just what we have going on, but that self, the idea of us that has us be obsessed by our fears. Am I good enough? All of that kind of narrative. And this form of self-assession runs deep within all of us. It's inherent in being human, those fears of rejection, wanting people to like us, all of that stuff. And in coaching life unleash, we continue to go deep into that. It's 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 ongoing, it's it's always there, and it shows up in so many ways, often very subtle ways. I love the nuances of human behavior that that reveal this. Again, those compensating strategies can come into play. Things that may look noble and altruistic, very often are not. Sometimes our our most altruistic act is actually our most selfish act. It's a compensating strategy. If you're a coach, you're probably human, right? So you will need support around this aspect of the shift. And once again, in Coaching Life Unleashed, you get much, much more than you'll ever get from a podcast or even a group program or school because Coaching Life Unleashed is personal to you. It's about you. It's about the self that is you in that self-obsession and how you can serve your clients in a way that is in alignment for you. So in respect of all five of these fundamental elements to building a prosperous coaching life, we want to be aware of the shift. The shift from self to service. And perhaps, yeah, get obsessed with what's possible for your clients over what's in the way for you and and your fears. And the better you know your clients, the easier it will be to serve them. And for me, that's very much... Inspiration based on what is possible for my clients. So, I want to talk here about like stories perhaps that inspire us. So a word about coaching stories and inspiration. Like, if you're just starting out, you might not have many of your own coaching success stories or client success stories. And if you're telling yourself that, there it is again, another excuse from the self. Because inspirational stories are whatever inspires you. Need not be your own experience. You can feel inspired by stories of coaching in general, you can be inspired by possibility and inevitability. <laughs> inspiration is inspiration for the purpose of these five elements. Inspiration is about connecting with that energy, and that feeds directly into action. So, the simple inquiry here is. Am I taking inspired action that is of service to my clients or future clients? So when you're truly in touch with inspiration, your inspired actions, one could say, become a divine expression. They're an expression of you, who you truly are, irrespective of any of those fears, irrespective of any of those stories or ideas you might have about yourself, about who you need to be, irrespective of the self. Clear inspiration is so, so powerful and it's contagious. When you show up and take action and you connect with clients in the energy of inspiration, they pick up on that energy too. Whereas when you take action from fear or desperation, it becomes a contaminant energetically. No one wants to work with that. your clients will sense it too. You've probably heard the phrase, needy is creepy. Are your actions an expression of your heart or your head? Of course you get more of what you focus on. So if you're taking action as a compensating strategy for some perceived inadequacy, Essentially, you will get more of that perceived inadequacy. When you're inspired, you won't want to sit on your sofa. I know of no better way of creating change in the world than taking action. And an inspired action will bring inspired results. And for sure, fearful action, you usually just get more of whatever it is you fear. So you can see how inspiration and action is so intrinsically linked in building your prosperous coaching life. So that's fundamental element number two, is your action inspired and of service? Connection. Let's move on to that third element, to building a prosperous coaching life. And in reality, this is perhaps the biggest piece. It's actually the most natural piece. Connecting is what humans do very naturally, particularly as children, before they've been contaminated by all the conditioning from parents and schools and society, all that conditioning that has us become much more self-obsessed and fearful of being rejected and fearful of attempting to connect with people. There's never been an easier time to connect with people, to build connections. We've got more options than we've ever had in how to do that. But before we get into details, let's just consider what is connecting? What is a connection between human beings? Assuming you don't want to coach cats or some other species, what is connecting? It looks to me that the activity of connecting is relating When we connect, we're building relationships. Even you listening to this podcast, we may never have connected one-on-one, but essentially we have a relationship. You're relating to what I'm sharing here, at least that's my intention. And I'm relating to you, I'm imagining you and sharing all of this for you. So when it comes to the question posed at the beginning of this episode, effectively how do I create clients we want to consider the nature of our relating with our prospective clients the nature of our relating to and with people coaching is unique in this respect our relating at least for the most impactful coach is always in service of your clients a coaching relationship is unlike any other relationship people have where there are counter-investments and agendas in all other relationships. So the question, how can I connect, really is, how can I serve? How can I build a relationship through serving? When you catch yourself asking, how can I connect? I invite you to consider asking How can I serve? Who can I serve? Once again, in Coaching Life Unleashed, we explore a lot in this area around connecting. And inspiration makes it really obvious and easy and natural to connect in service. Connecting, yeah, connecting becomes an expression of your heart. For the purpose of exploring how we connect, in the context of coaching and in the context of being in service i want to separate this out into two main approaches i call them the lighthouse or the fisherman approach essentially the lighthouse approach is one where you're broadcasting you're connecting one to many like this podcast you are shining a light for people to see and for people to come to you which actually is where the lighthouse analogy fails a little here but it's all about shining a light for everyone to see whereas the fisherman approach you connect with individuals you go out and you initiate the connection with people and I like most of my colleagues who I talk with in this profession started out using both approaches there are you know there are pros and cons to each of course and most established coaches generally end up well either having their business evolve into solely the lighthouse approach or have their work come via referrals if you're starting out it will almost certainly be necessary certainly helpful for you to go and connect with people yourself although it's not essential it really depends on how patient you are so let's dive in a little deeper into each of those analogies I'll start with the lighthouse approach because much of what I'll share here is also applicable to the fisherman approach so what might this approach look like well as I said we've got so many more options now than we've ever had it's super easy now to publish books, to create podcasts, to write and to share on social media, to share videos on YouTube. You get it, right? There's so many options here. As I said, this approach may require some patience. You could focus solely, as an example, on creating a podcast that your target audience listens to and develop a following that will bring you clients. But the reality is that can take quite some time. This is episode 93 of a podcast, and okay, I've only released a few episodes over the last two or three years, but even getting to episode 50 um, took quite a while. And, And to get the following to move from a few hundred downloads per episode into the thousands that it is now, that took quite a few years. And of course, there are various strategies you can employ, but building a following and building... A base for your content that will inspire people to reach out to you. That will take longer than having a personal one-on-one conversation with someone. And with that in mind, let's cover some important points around your content. What it is you're producing, whatever you're sharing. Because the number one piece of advice I have about this is participate in the conversation your prospective clients are already having in their heads. This is what will get their attention and this is what will have them feel connected to what you're sharing. In my 26 years in corporate and indeed with all the clients I have worked with since, no one has ever come to me wanting to know their true self or their true nature or their true essence. And this is where many coaches fail. They fail to connect with their prospective clients because they're in their own world, their own world of coaching solutions and spiritual enlightenment and the whatnot. They're not in the client's world. So again, the the shift here has a huge impact on this. The only area where this really works, where, you know, you're talking about coaching solutions and enlightenment and all that stuff is coaching other coaches because they're, all yeah, they're already interested in that. That is their world. So it's, it's yeah, it's definitely easier. It's kind of low hanging fruit. But when you consider connecting with clients that excite you, that inspire you, get to know what their world looks like to them. I feel fortunate in this respect, like my own experience at least has given me some exposure to what it can be like working inside organizations and corporations. Like I, I've I've done my apprenticeships there. I've served my time. Um, I loved it and I hated it. And I, I, I really do know. I know what it was like for me and my colleagues to feel your job or position in a company is under threat or you miss out on a key deliverable or your key performance indicators are taking a nosedive or it's appraisement time, all of those stresses. And you can spend time getting to know your clients world well too. Whether you have experience in the world or not, you can spend time getting to know your clients world. I'm 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 excited now, as I touched on before, um, to help people have their work be enjoyable to be, whether that be working in corporates or working in organizations or otherwise, to have their work be in joy, to bring love into the workplace, have them love what they do, love their colleagues, love their lives. And I understand from you know, my own years of hell, if you like, what it's like to be a caterpillar <laughs> in that organization. Um, I'm going to explain what I mean by that in a minute. But um, when I've worked with uh, some C-level executives, I've been able to honestly say, yeah, I get it, and to relate to what they're bringing to the conversation. Now, you don't have to specifically understand their issues, of course, but you can understand the aspects of human behavior that that affect their experience and their performance. And... You'll never waste your time getting to know how that plays out in their world, in their language. So to connect with your prospective clients, consider what are they telling their colleagues? What are they telling their friends and family? What's that conversation that they're having? It's it's tempting to sell a solution, but remember this. The caterpillar has no concept of what it's like to be a butterfly. This is an analogy I use for coaching. Coaching essentially is holding someone's hand, if you like, whilst they go through that transformation from caterpillar to butterfly. But until they've experienced that, the caterpillar has no concept of what it's like to be a butterfly. So whilst, of course, it's helpful for everybody to at least get a sense of who they truly are, even beyond the human form, But to the caterpillar, that's meaningless. Don't try and connect with the butterfly. This is really about making what you share relevant to your clients. What looks relevant to that butterfly will look completely irrelevant to the caterpillar. I love um, one of my mentors, Robert Holden, in, I think it's his book, Shift Happens, he tells like a little a little ditty, I would call it, a little joke, where there are two caterpillars sitting on a branch when a butterfly flies overhead. And one caterpillar says to the other, you'll never get me up in one of those. And I think that speaks volumes to where our prospective clients may be. So, back to the lighthouse, okay? Here's a hard truth. Unless you're a celebrity, unless you're already a celebrity, and please don't compare yourself with celebrities of any description who have then converted to coaching. Unless you're a celebrity, already well-known, people who don't know you, and are not interested in you so yeah you could create a podcast or whatever content that is only about you and you'll soon find out how interesting that is to your prospective clients like they don't give a shit if they don't know you they don't care about you that's an uncomfortable truth but it's worth bearing in mind they care about their problems their dreams and their lives. They want solutions to their problems. First off, they want to know someone. They want to know that you understand their problems or their dreams or their excitement about what they want to create, whatever it is. You know, that might be an eco-village in Bali or a new app that counts the amount of time you waste by sitting on the toilet longer than you need to because you're looking at apps on your phone. Maybe I'll create that. Here's where inspiration plays an important role, right? And you getting to know your clients. The shift here is getting into the client's world. Speak to that. And in the context of those people's lives, your role here is to help them see what is possible for them. So let's talk more about connecting one-on-one fisherman approach where you put yourself in situations where you will meet people it can be face-to-face in person remember when we used to do that go to in-person events and workshops I had numerous people come to me that I've met in uh, various workshops and events not coaches I've been to pretty uh, I've been to plenty of workshops where (laughs) people who aren't coaches civilians go to they're about relationships, and I used to go to networking events just to actually just to play with the question that you ine- inevitably get asked at a networking ev- evening or event. What do you do? I love just to practice that. What do you do? And to practice being curious about people, and of course you can do that online. You can participate online. You can interact with people. Ultimately. Your superpower here, when you're connecting with somebody else, your superpower is curiosity. Genuinely getting to know the person that you meet. The shift here is from being needy to being interested. When you're genuinely interested, it's super easy to answer the question, how do I connect Because you're following your genuine curiosity. Any time you spend connecting and building relationships, finding out what's going on in other people's lives will never be wasted. It all helps you get to know your prospective clients. For example, when I meet... um, Somebody in a small business. I'm curious, like, what was the dream that had them create that? How did it come about? I mean, the energy of excitement and curiosity. You know, I love to see people following their dreams and following their hearts. And I I will love, I will genuinely love to hear their story. I genuinely love to hear and understand their world and also move forward, like what's next and be in conversation about that. We're already touching then on possibility. So in connecting with people, fundamentally get to know people and getting to know people in organisations if that's where you want to work. That's really easy with local, local companies. You Don't need to cold call on people. You can, you can warm call. Have it, be, have it be a warm call. Like, it's warm because you're genuinely, lovingly curious. Like, curiosity is one of my favourite expressions of love. I'm going to say that again. Curiosity is one of my favourite expressions of love. That opens up so much for you. And yeah, even if you are looking to work inside organisations, you still get to know people who work in organisations and get curious about what it's like for them in that organisation. How is it for them inside? And... In regards to working with organizations, I've also, with some of my existing one-on-one clients, I've got curious about their teams will invariably end up talking about stuff they have going on in their teams. And I've offered to go and talk to their teams. That's how some of these workshops have come about. Um, I mean, I did this recently, just just a month ago, uh, just last month. With other clients, I've offered to run uh, one-day workshop, four-day workshops, all kinds of stuff. And the thing about that is, if you involve an existing client in that relationship, you already have a champion of what's possible when you're working inside the organization. And actually, when I think about this, I, there's been times when I couldn't not offer. If I'm being in service, I've like, I have to offer this. Of course, I might not offer that if I'm making it about me, if I'm listening to my fear of rejection. But that's not in service. Uh, I've worked with a few other coaches who have gone out and and done interviews for books and podcasts or blogs. They've connected with people and asked for help. You know, they're looking, can you help me? Um, I'm writing a book about XYZ. I'm looking to talk to people. who have this going on in organisations. And just really connecting with people that way. I'm not going to give you a script around this. I'm just going to invite you to Get in touch with your own inspiration and your own curiosity. Act on the inspiration. Act on the curiosity. Have your curiosity be an expression of your inspiration. And go out and build relationships with people. Follow that genuine curiosity. Connect with with people, not, not an organization. Connect with the people. The organization is kind of your playground and you can get curious about the playground. And I think that's it really here for connecting for now. In summary, allow yourself to be led by your own inspiration. Express your genuine curiosity and, yeah, be relevant. Talk to the caterpillar. And if you want some more help, yes, we explore all of this and more in Coaching Life Unleashed. Let's look at fundamental element Number four, in building a prosperous coaching life. Impact. This is your value as a coach. This is about you helping your prospective clients connect with the possibility of having what they want. Having them experience some kind of transformation where they see something new. Your clients will hire you when they sense the possibility of getting what they want. And then, when they hire you, they want you to help them have that possibility become inevitability. Those are the roles. That's what impacts our clients. The possibility creates the sale, and the inevitability is really the goods that are delivered. Can you see how that also relates to inspiration? If you're not inspired by what's possible for your clients you won't be impactful. Your impact as a coach is in the depth and the authenticity of your connecting, your relating, and your ability to steer the conversation away that has the person you connect with also connect with possibility and ultimately inevitability. Now, the art of that the art of coaching itself is is pretty much beyond the realms of a podcast episode. Really, the art of coaching is beyond what can be delivered in any lighthouse broadcast setting, and and is beyond most group settings too. Your impact as a coach, your skill in the art of coaching, will develop most by being coached yourself, of course. And yeah, I invite you to consider the art of coaching is about having your clients connect with possibility and then turning that possibility into inevitability. So finally, to fundamental element number five, which is income. As I said earlier, it's deliberately last because it is dependent upon all four preceding elements. And yeah, many coaches starting out have this be their most important element in building a prosperous coaching life. And, you know, without the shift, creating that prosperous coaching life will be very, very difficult. Most new coaches have a lot of thinking around this, a lot of energy around fees and income. They make it all about them. There's neediness, uh, there's people pleasing. What will this person think of me when I state my fee? But in your shift from self to service, your fees can also be of service to your clients. It you know it teaches them what is important to them, or reminds them at least. How people spend their money is generally a representation of what is important to them. So money and importance are they're interrelated. It's not the money itself that has our concern. It's our ability to be with and experience what is important to us. So, your fee in that respect is of service to the client. What fee is of service? What fee is a service? I mean, it almost certainly isn't zero. Although I get asked occasionally, should I offer free or taster sessions and taster workshops? And again, it's, uh, it depends <laughs> on a number of other factors. But um, what I want to highlight here is all value is perceived. All value is perceived. The fee that you charge, the fee, the investment that your clients make, plays an important role in the value that is perceived. And it does also affect how people show up because of how important they perceive your coaching to be. Some might call that commitment. It's really about how they treat your time together. How somebody shows up having paid $10,000 or pounds for an hour with you will definitely be different to if they got your time for free or for 10 bucks. And... One of the roles of a coach is to help the client get value from your time together. And your fee is part of that. So in Coaching Life Unleash, we look at your relationship with fees and the individual opportunities that show up for you with clients to help determine what is the right fee for both of you. If you've impacted your client, your fee can be one that reflects that one that in and of itself is also of service to your client. So your fee, it's not about you, it's about being of service. Now to come back to the original question here, how do I connect with potential clients or how do I get paying clients? How do I create clients? I hope you've heard and got a sense of here that no one can provide a specific answer for you it's something that you have to answer for you and if you start with inspiration you get in touch with that energy with the energy of inspiration and are connected with your heart and you take action on your inspiration you connect with people with loving curiosity in service to them and come to understand what they want, what you're sharing is relevant, and in your conversations you're able to help them connect with the possibility of actually creating and having what they want, they will want to hire you. They will want to hire you. They will want to pay you. If you're struggling in any aspect of creating a prosperous coaching life, be it taking action, connecting impacting or generating income inspiration is the key so if this has been helpful to you and you'd like to explore more in coaching life unleashed which is uh, my six-month one-on-one intimate mentorship program Where I bring all of my experience as a coach, as a business owner, as a former corporate leader. I I spent 21 years in various leadership roles during my time in corporate. So if you feel that Coaching Life Unleashed might be for you, get in touch. You can email me phil at philg.com with Coaching Life Unleashed as the subject. You know that program, we dive into all aspects of coaching about you creating a coaching life that is inspiring for you, that is in alignment with you. I love the personal nature of that program and it unleashes you. If you've got any feedback about this podcast, I'd also love to hear from you. You can email us at Okay. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as ever. It makes a huge difference if you leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. It helps others find these conversations too and um, hopefully uh, also enjoy them. So once again, thank you for listening. I wish you much love, prosperity and joy.